Previously on Super Dungeon Boys. And as you guys are kind of chit-chatting, right, and you see this color of this ember-looking uh, light at the end of the tunnel, it splits into two. And all of a sudden, you hear two howls in unison. And then you hear the pitter-patter of large padded feet running in you guys' direction. Two giant hellhounds. Is this not the moment that Cromgrim finally gets to urinate on the beast? Seems the beasts were only protecting their home. Seems uh, any element of surprise is gone now. Above the fireplace, there's a painting of like a beautiful woman. She's holding in front of her what looks to maybe be her daughter, and you guys recognize her. I think we found uh, the girl's mother, and unfortunately, I'm, I have a bad feeling about who she might be. Uh, Cromgrim, I think it's your turn. Mind going and opening up that chest? Uh, Raiden and Brudon, you see the oven spins around a couple times. It spins and spins and spins really fast, and it stops. It looks like a giant five-foot-tall treasure chest, and it has tons and tons of rows of teeth and a huge long tongue, and it just goes and tries to take a bite at Cromgrim. So we need a roll for initiative then, right? You will, yeah, but it's going to get a surprise attack at, at Cromgrim for walking right by it without knowing. So we'll go ahead and let's do initiative now, and then he'll get his surprise. The mimic will get its surprise attack first. Okay. I got 15 plus 2, 17. I got 9 plus, oh, I guess 2, so 11. 16 plus 2, so 18. As... You're like kind of just walking by and this whirlwind happens, Cromgram. This chest that's to your right just has a bunch of teeth. Like instead of like latches, it's just rows and rows of teeth, almost like a shark. And a big tongue that's almost like an octopus tentacle. And it goes ahead and lashes out at you. And it rolls a 19. Ooh. And it's gonna try it's gonna try Jeez. to bite you. Seven points of damage to Cromgrim from the bite from the mimic. But then it is Cromgrim's turn. And you just hear this thing like it's like the grossest, smelliest thing. Alright, so then I will just go with a straightforward attack with the great axe. It worked for the dang dog. G spot or rest spot or whatever. Cromgrim only rolled a two. Two plus six? Seven. Seven? So nine. So that doesn't do it. So I think being startled, you guys over by the door here, you know, like 20, 40 feet away from from Cromgrim, you see all this happen, and then he takes out his axe and he swings, and you guys see it like hits the floor and ching, like makes some sparks off the off the floor. And it is Raiden's turn. How wide is this room? We'll say twenty-five feet. Okay. Uh okay. I'm going to cast Shatter on the Mimic. It's a range of 60 feet, which this should be within 60 feet. It's a 10-foot sphere, but I'm going to position it so it hits the Mimic, does not hit Cromgrim. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so there's a sudden, loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. Uh, each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save Golly. and half as much on a successful one. A creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. So being an oven, is it made of metal or... Oh, no, no. It's no longer an oven. It's a full-on... Okay. It, it okay. broke... Yeah, it broke its disguise. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so I cast Shatter, which uh, has to make a constitution saving throw and beat 14. Get a plus two to come. And it rolled a 14. So got Dang it. All right, well, I'll take half as much. So let me roll 3d8s. So how that works is, yeah, I'm going to... Um, play my guitar in uh, almost like almost like the sound is teleported across the room like so Cromgrim you don't hear it at all 
Brood on. You don't hear it at all. Like you guys are looking at me, like what the heck? Like you don't because you see me like strumming and like playing furiously. Um, but in that sphere, this mimic is just hearing this intense, just like the most high pitched shredding like guitar solo that's just causing it like this it to shatter essentially. Like it's so loud. Uh, and I rolled a seven, a six, and a five. So that is uh, 11, eight, 18. So it'll take half, which is um, nine. nine. And yeah, you see it just uh, uh, like the mimic, like just starts to vibrate and shake as like the, the sound waves go through it. Um, and then it is the mimic's turn and it is just going to try to whack like whack Cromgram across the top of the head with its big tentacle and it rolled a seven so i feel like Cromgram, like being small and like with this close combat and stuff is like kind of twitchy and jumps out of the way and it is Cromgram's turn so now Cromgram has an opportunity to go for an attack yep Cromgram rolls a 16 with uh, the great axe now it will find its mark mm-hmm. Wait, it's plus it's, seven so it's Cromgrim's turn again Brudon hasn't had a turn yet oh I'm so sorry yeah I looked over and, and my pen was on top of the B for Brudon I apologize that's all good uh, you so want to just let him keep going because you're already pretty deep in his turn yeah yeah you go ahead and take that Cromgrim and then Brudon will get his turn so Cromgrim decides that this time it's going to be a golf like swing so, coming up from under and fully following through, a la like Jack Nicholas, again, breaking the fourth wall, uh, doing it like that, swinging like that Tiger Woods thing, you know, just really getting up in there and hitting it right on the chin, if it if it has a chin. Yeah, 16 hits, so then now you can roll your damage. Eight, plus four. Jeez Louise. Well, damage. Good hit. But yeah, you give it the old uppercut, and it like uh, a mimic can't really. It doesn't have any feet. It's just a. It's just like a giant nasty treasure chest. So it like kind of like waddles back, kind of like a veggie tail would, and uh, <laughs> and then it is Brudon's turn. Okay. Uh, can I ask for a description again, like how we did with with the dogs? What's what's it looking like? Is it? Does yeah. show signs of, of pain or, or being weak? or Yeah, so this would be a tough one because it doesn't really have any eyes or anything like that. It's literally just like an evil shape-shifting treasure chest. And so, like, it just looks like a wooden treasure chest that's like like an insane mouth gnashing at Cromgrim. Um, and it doesn't look like it's got any, like, it's not intent on stopping anytime soon. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, hmm, how close are we to it? You and Raiden are within, like, 20 feet. Okay. I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Ooh. Uh, it says, I create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of my choice uh, that I can see within range. Each dart deals one D4 plus one force damage to its target. So you can line them all up and shoot them all at the mimic. That is a four, a two, and a one. So seven plus three, so ten. So ten damage to the mimic. What does that look like? Uh, let's see. You, whoa. Uh, you create three glowing darts of magical force uh let's see um i I, i'm still wearing my uh my cloak right so i i I reach into it and all you see when it comes out is just the the darts flying like i reach in there you see like a little flash because i'm i'm conjuring the 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 darts and then i chuck my hand out and they all go that's awesome. Gambit, Gambit yeah, style. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, and they all hit their mark and poop, poop, poop. They hit the the mimic and light him up, and it scoots like in the direction that your missiles hit it, 
because it can't really like stumble or anything. So yeah, it like scoots back like three times. Um, and then we are back to Cromgram. Uh, he, he already took his turn, right? Yes, I'm sorry. So we'll go we'll go straight to Raiden. The yeah. he'll, he'll Raiden will also edit that out in post. <laughs> no, we're leaving <laughs> it in there. No, sometimes Raiden is a dick. That leaves it in there and just allows you to look like a fool. I am going to uh, just cast a chill touch on this being. So, um, yeah, again, picking on my guitar, skeletal hand, ghostly hand, kind of. Hey, I'm a I'm a bard. You know, I only have so much I can do. I'm a I heal people, and uh, I can do some some cool magic, but. I'm trying to save my spells for the big bosses later. And I, I don't want to say I don't want to waste them all right now. Um, Somebody's holding back. Oh, big time. Big time. I got some crazy stuff. I got I can freaking summon undead. All right. So we're holding on for that one for the big boy. <laughs> um, so I am going to cast chill touch again. Let the guitar ring out and uh, let me roll. If I can find my d20 to hit. Uh, the hand weaves in and out of the tables and the in in the various kitchen. I, it's just over top of the countertop, I imagine, between the knives and cups and food and stuff like that, right towards it. And then uh, I rolled a seven plus five. So is that uh, um, twelve? That hits. Yep, that exactly hits. Two d eight damage. So we know we know what the uh, what the AC is. You goofed. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> a seven and a five, so I do twelve damage. Okay. Necrotic damage. So don't think about doing any healing on that mm-hmm. mimic, which don't think they can do. <laughs> no. It's just literally just just like making a bunch of crazy noises and like gnashing at Matt Crumb, and that's <laughs> it, trying to eat him. Uh, and so now it's actually the mimic's turn. It is going to use its turn to polymorph, and you guys see, oh no, just like it spins around and around and around again. And as it's spinning, I'm gonna actually try to. Figure... Okay, so as it's spinning, it sticks its tongue out and makes like a big mess, like it knocks a bunch of stuff off the table, like puts utensils on the floor and stuff. And when it stops spinning, there's no longer a chest there. It's just a bunch of utensils on the floor. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so, and so it is uh, Brudon's turn. Oh, no. Uh, let me see. Hey, let me, let me. Have you guys played the video game Prey? Yeah, I know exactly what That's... you're talking about. That's what this that, is. That's what's happening here. Is or, this... uh, or a uh, prop hunt. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Give me a second. Give me a second. Do I have anything that can go out? Suddenly, the mimic's turning into like yeah, a coffee mug or something. <laughs> like ah, where'd it go? A fantasy coffee mug, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. A mug, mug. Coffee mugs are were around then. I think that worked. No way. Everyone's drinking out of like clay, you know, power tin mugs. Like, like tin, yeah. tin, tin, tin. Not, not a mug. I don't imagine. I just clay don't imagine. Coffee mugs. I just don't imagine it having a handle. Like, that just seems like such a modern thing to have a handle. Like, I feel like it would just be like, like maybe like a straight handle or like just no handle at all. Just like a cup, like cup or something. I don't know. Maybe had, they had coffee mugs. <laughs> I, maybe I need to had do to some be research. There. Had to be there. <laughs> Oh boy, I don't know what to do here. Um, something with area of effect, maybe. That's what I'm trying to find. So you just hit everything except for right. Grim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I have an a vial of acid, <laughs> um, and it says that I can splash the contents of this vial onto a creature within five feet. Or I can throw it up to 20 feet, and it shatters on impact. So it's a ranged attack against a creature. So you have to roll the hit. Right. 14. Okay. Ooh, baby. It has two dis- 
2d6 acid damage, it says? Uh, yeah. On the on a hit, the target takes 2d6 acid damage. Here's the thing. Do you... I'll give you that you hit, like, the area, like, where all these, like, this mess is and whatnot. Does it say how big of an area, like, your acid will affect? No, it just says I can throw it up to 20 feet and it shatters on impact. It doesn't say oh, how okay. big the... The, uh... Your radius of it shattering sends the acid. Yeah, we'll say you saw the you saw it spin around and change into something and make this big mess. So you just you know reach into your uh, your cloak and get this this vial out and like Tom Brady it to like the general vicinity of like where that all happened. Well, since you're DM, you can you can set the radius. What do you want it to be of the show? No, you're good. You're good. I. Now that I think about it, you you saw it spin around, so you know like it's probably right in the middle of this big mess. So you Tom Brady it, you you rolled your fourteen, and it lands right in the middle and it shatters. So what kind of damage does your acid do? I know it does acid damage, obviously, but what it like as far as rolling for damage goes? Uh, it rolls for I got to do two d six damage. It says, "Oh baby, you can yeah. do this. You can finish it potentially with your acid with the baller." First one is a six. Ooh, baby. Three. Ah, no. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Can I uh, explain what it looks like? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I still hit, right? Yeah. So uh, we see the thing... uh, we see the thing change, and it sh- and it spills all the utensils on the floor. Uh, and I tell Cromgrim and Ryden, stand back. And I take the vial, I chuck it, pow, right on the floor, right where he is. Acid goes everywhere, gets on the utensils. The ones that aren't it start to melt down. Uh, and then, of course, the one that is it hits him. Maybe, I don't know... It, I'm assuming it does have vocal cords, right? Oh, yeah. It, like, just... Yeah, it's like a gross, just guttural grumble, pretty much, is all it can all it can do. This is okay. the spoon, just... Yeah, I was <laughs> like, thinking more of a high pitch, like, like a... Rah! When it gets hit by the acid, and it takes that damage. But now we know where it is, so we're back in the game. It's not amongst the silverware anymore. Yeah, Brudon, Brudon chucks that and all that takes place and you do see like a big, like a wooden spoon like starts to deteriorate a little bit and shakes and then it starts to make a bunch of noises and it it spins around a little bit and like lazily like pops back into a like into a treasure chest but it's like it, it opens up and has like teeth like a like a treasure chest would open but like mm-hmm. now when it comes back to it's like you can tell it's like having a hard time like getting all the way open it's like uh, <laughs> oh, oh like can't even get its tongue out and it is Cromgrim's turn Cromgrim decides to grab one of the forks that are on the ground there are no forks and once they got dissolved all of them yeah i threw the thing there was at least one fork <laughs> Cromgrim was going to use it to stab the thing <laughs> i'm sure you have a dagger it's true. I do have a dagger, and that's what Cromer will use. Cromer will try to use his dagger for an attack. Uh, real quick. You do not have a dagger. Oh. Check your inventory. See what you, you have. Yeah, you gotta look at your, your... I'm looking. You do not... You have a hand axe. So you have a, <laughs> so you have a big a bag a, big axe or a smaller axe. There you go. <laughs> Chop him up. Yes. Wait. Oh, Okay. Cool. Cook's utensils. I know. Aha! I just saw that. You do have Cook's utensils, so you can pull your own fork out of your butt <laughs> and stab the thing. Never question Grim bitch. All right. Grim is going to take out his own Cook's utensil, which resembles a giant salad fork, and is going to stab this thing. This would just be an unarmed strike, right? Is that uh-huh. how it works? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so finish him, Grim. So Grim grabs out its fork, and ends up running along the wall and doing a kip off the wall and flipping a 360 and then uses this the right hand of justice right down to the right down to the beast. And, and then does that thing 
that you that you do with like spaghetti noodles. You know, Cromcom does that with this thing, and just kind of like spins it around it. and around. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll give that to you. So it's like a finishing blow. So yeah, you guys see. Crown Grim, you know, jumps, does a vault off the wall, <laughs> off the wall. Yeah, yeah, it stabs down with his fork and starts spinning it, and it just like goes inanimate. Like it now just looks like a chest that's closed, but like the latches are just teeth, and it just, it just there, dead. <laughs> and it reeks. You realize that's where the that's where the stench is coming from. Oh, God. Oh, it reeks really horrible. Well, Ryan's, since we're, you know, into the room now, I originally sent Kromgrim off because I didn't want to go in the room, but we're in the room after fighting this thing. Uh, I'm going to go to the real chest, hopefully. <laughs> I hope it's a real chest. And please, open that God, one. Please. <laughs> it's another Do midnight. Them. No! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go <laughs> open up the chest in the back. Okay. So Ryan approaches this more vertical like ice chest and you open it, it. it starts spinning <laughs> don't yeah, it spins gonna... around and spits at you no uh you open it and it creaks open and with the house being kind of warm uh, a lot of like that chill fog comes rolling out like when you're at the old grocery store um and when all the the fog goes away you see some meat hanging there like it would be like chicken legs and things like that but intertwined with all of it it's more like just meat racks like like things hanging on hooks and stuff there's body parts in there like fingers toes like full-on arms and they're small is that is that Cromgrim's finger i grab a finger <laughs> i'm gonna hold it up to Cromgrim. Cromgren, you need this? <laughs> Here, I'll give you a hand. Cromgren's Rom- finger. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, that's it. Just body parts in there. Nothing. I, like how how deep? How big is this freezer? I guess in my head, I was originally envisioning like it's like you know a few foot tall and a couple feet wide, and it's like. This little chest yeah. freezer, basically. Is that all it is, or is it actually like a walk-in freezer? Almost? No, no, it's just like, 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 like a, the size of like a garage fridge would be kind of okay. Um, okay. But it's got like feet and hands and fingers and like forearms and things like that in there. Um, and kind of like looking around doesn't look like there's anything hiding underneath in there. Like it's just it's just body parts, right? Yeah, just little meat. Um, are they solely human or are there other races or species of, of body parts in there? Do an investigation check. Yeah. I'll do it as well since I opened we both do one. Oh, shoot. Five plus. I only got ten. I'm too busy joking around with Krongrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do too much better. Him. I got eleven. Krongrim <laughs> yeah. rolled a thirteen mm-hmm. in an investigation and then uh, plus zero. Okay. So 13. Yeah. The only thing you guys really notice with your investigation checks is that they, they're they all human and they all just seem young like like or like little body parts. Oh, no. Dang it. I dropped the finger in my hand. <laughs> kind of wiped my hand on my chest. Dang it, it seems we were a mite late to save the children. That joke might have been a little insensitive. <laughs> that was a uh, an old friend of mine, JJ, is a joke he would tell. <laughs> it sounds like a very smart man. Well, Cromgrim would say that uh, inappropriate joking is is good, but there's a time and a place, uh, Bronwyn. So, or whatever. Like, what's? I, I keep getting the name wrong. Throughout our entire quest, I've gone back and forth. How exactly do you pronounce it? What, are, are, you, are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. I'm, look. You seriously don't know his Krom name. Krom You're, his friend. With, You're his friend. friend, and you Krom, don't know Krom his Krom name. has a hard time with names. I, I've I, saved I, your life many a time. <laughs> and you do not know my name? I seem to have caught, like, 
Bronwyn or Bron Brondy wine. I don't. Maybe you need to come up with something different. Yeah. I see. We'll workshop that. Yeah. We'll workshop that. Mm -hmm. Let's continue before uh, I think about putting Cromgrim in that fridge. Yeah, I'd help you. There's not much more left to investigate in here, right? We kind of like looked around. It's stinky and there's there's body parts. So uh, let's head back to the hallway. Now, in that hallway, there was no other doors, right? Just the one at the end you mentioned with the big padlock on it? Correct. Yeah, that's like another, you know. 50 to 100 feet down the hallway. Long. And, oh, that's all you see. Um, well, let's... Uh, I I say we go check it out. Go look at the hallway. Or go, go look at the door a little closer, but let's be careful along the way. We don't want to spring any traps, if there are any. Um, Agreed. So I'm going to, yeah, do another investigation check like I did before as we walk down the hallway. Um, and uh, oh, drop the dice. Doesn't count. That's a one. All right. Um, I wait. Even the reroll. I'm just messing. Okay. <laughs> it's like, dang it. Um, I oh, my reroll is a 19 plus five. Ooh. 24, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. So, you guys start marching towards the back of the hall where the the door with the padlock is, and Ryden's leading the way, kind of like checking for traps and looking up and down. You look up. And you see on the ceiling, kind of above one of the sconces, is this dangling, like, like wet sack. And it's like, it, it looked like the sconce light is like dancing off of it. So it's hard to tell like what it really is. But you having such a high roll, you kind of stare at it as you're moving, kind of like being really careful. And it looks at you. It's there's like a, it's an eyeball. Stay up there. Oh. Stay up there. Stay they up there, home. whatever it is. They have home security. Um. So something is looking at me from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. uh, do I recognize what this is? Is it something I've seen before? Like a history check to see if I... Yeah, you can. ...can think on my feet as to what this might be. Roll really high. I roll... 17 uh history plus three i got 20 yeah uh, let's go let's so with go. a with a regular old boring 20 uh <laughs> you, not, not the good 20 i, I get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah not, I'm sorry, not the I'm really sorry. not sorry the really exciting one yeah, yeah. that would have like a nat 20 would have like gave the whole thing away uh <laughs> but you you with your 20 you kind of like it jogs your memory that this thing is following you. So like you kind of do like a little like lean one way and lean the other and it like follows you and then you kind of like go really fast, go really fast the other way and it like just keeps wherever you're going, it goes. Um, the eye or the does, creature? The eye. It's just, it's literally just a dangling eye from the ceiling and it's about like, like a, like a foot diameter. Um, but right in. With that 20, you think back to your time at your, like, adventuring school and, like, your, you know, evil monsters class or monsters of history or whatever it would have been. Nerd. Um, hey, I didn't even realize. I'm wearing, <laughs> but, I'm wearing my Hillguard Academy shirt right now. Uh, but, yeah, you think back to a certain class, and there was a day where you learned all about hags. And you know that a hag coven is able to produce hag eyes and place them around their layers. Um, and it helps them to just kind of like keep an eye, literally keep an eye out um, for what's going on. Okay. So it's literally just like security. It's yeah, they, I, they're not, no, they're not known to like attack or anything like that. Correct. No. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and just do a quick little chill touch. And I'm, uh, instead of, uh, cranking out my guitar, my guitar's on my back. I'm just going to give a little whistle. 
and just like from add my... whistle effect here. That was the worst whistle <laughs> ever heard. Okay, sounds bad on Discord. To the audio listeners, it'll sound fantastic. They'll hear my the the real true whispers of Raiden. Um and uh the the skeletal hand comes from my mouth. <laughs> oh my Hey, I mean it comes to, it comes from my music. My music is magic, so as I'm whistling, like all of a sudden you can see my breath maybe for a second, like it almost comes foggy because it's like this dead, cold, ghostly breath. Um, so you don't see the hand coming out of my mouth. You see like this breath and then from the breath forms a hand that goes up and grabs a hold of it and squeezes it. Um, and it's going to be uh, 15 plus uh, five. I got 20 to hit. Yeah, definitely hit. Okay. And 2d8 damage. Six plus three, so nine damage to this thing. Yeah, finish it. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to do exactly that. Like, I'm just going to, like, grab it right by the eyeball <laughs> and uh, just crush it. Like, and it just, you see it kind of, like, freeze over for a second. It's like this deathly mm-hmm. cold touch, and it just shatters and falls to the ground. Yeah, so you shatter this hag's eye. And the second that it psh, like shatters, all the sconces go out. Oh, it's pitch black in the house. Before the lights went out, Promgrim does need to make a, an observation. It didn't look like you were grabbing an eye, by the way. It looked like you were <laughs> cupping something else. That's just, just, just Promgrim's impression of what Promgrim saw. Um. So we are in the dark. Uh, real quick, mm-hmm. as soon as the lights go out. I'm going to cast. Oh shoot! Never mind. I was gonna cast minor illusion and make a fire, but I can't do that. So I don't do. I I reach into my inventory then, and I'm gonna pull out my torch and tinderbox and quick try to light up a fire. Deal. I light up. Is there anything around us? That's my worry. Is like the lights gonna come on? Nope. So everything's just kind of normal. It's just dark. Yep, just pitch black, and then. Silent, like I mean, you guys. I guess me and have, me and Krongram also have dark vision. I don't know about Rudo, but I don't know that he does. Uh, no, I don't think he does. Dragon, too. But um, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, guys, uh, should we just continue on down the uh, the hallway to that door? Yes. Uh, but before you do, uh, I'd like to take one more look at the jewel. Uh, to see if anything has changed. Oh, yeah. Good call. So I'd like to roll for uh, perception. Yeah. Okay. So 13 plus one perception, so 14. Yeah, you you still have it, right? Or did you give it back to yeah. Kromgrim? No, Kromgrim gave it to me. Yeah, so you pull it out, and you look, and just barely notice that it's beating a little bit faster than before. Hmm. Hardly noticeable. Okay. The vibrations are getting faster as we get deeper into the home, the house. I wonder if it has something to do with that lock. Let's keep going. Or just proximity to its owner, maybe. But either way, it's, it's a guiding light for sure. It could be that it continues to build in its anticipation as the thing starts to vibrate more and more as you go along, ultimately building up to a huge climax. Kromgren, you really need to find some she-barbarians. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to lead the way with the torch and continue on towards the, the door then. Let's investigate this door. Yeah, you guys approach the door, and it's just a normal wooden uh like vertical wood planks uh door uh Mm. other than that it's got a latch that goes straight into the it's like a metal latch that goes straight into the uh the stone wall and there's a huge like steel padlock that's keeping it shut uh can we investigate the padlock see if there's anything like is this pickable for sure yeah you can investigate all right, uh, I got holy crap! Like I said, when I am attacking, I do dog poop, but I just got an eighteen plus five, so 
uh, I investigate the crap out of this padlock. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. As soon as you kind of get close to it, right? Oh, yeah. I know the guy who makes these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like, that's going to be one of these types of keys. Uh, no, you get close and you see that in the keyhole is some sort of like arcane. Like there is a keyhole, but there's like arcane glowing inside of it. Hmm. Can I do an arcana check then? Sure. To see if I recognize this magic, like what it might be. Or what might help unlock this magic. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, Roll a four plus five. I got a nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just looks like if you were to put your pick, like a lock pick in there, it would deteriorate. And, and the, the hole is like key shaped, correct? It's not like uh -huh. a different shape than what you would expect. Nope, looks like a generic key. Interesting. Uh, you guys have any ideas how we might be able to get through this <laughs> one? Or and then just to just as a filler, so as you approach that door, there's also a set of stairs going up to the to the second level of the of the house on your left and on the right, like on either side of the of the the door. Because there is, there's an additional room that was above the kitchen, and there's an additional room um, that was above the two rooms on the left. Let us test the strength of this lock. Stand back, By and I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna full send it. Like, I don't know, a good elbow on it, like an arm strike. Can I? Wait. Yeah, roll a 20. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. You do have a weapon, you know, like a melee weapon. Do you realize that? It says it's a breath weapon, and I can only use it no, no, once no. per... You have, hmm? you have a quarter staff. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> you, you do now. <laughs> no, you've you, you've had one in your inventory. It's like it's like basically what you use to, to uh, use conjure your magic and stuff, too. Oh. Like. Well, at least we'll... Uh, know that we can't do it we tried everything just to make sure yeah it was 11 yeah so you rear up and and try to give it a good old elbow to the to the door and just like when you tried to knock the door down to get in this purple energy almost comes out of the keyhole and and just like zaps you back Oof. hmm See, there's a spell on this. What say you, Bard? Uh, well, I guess we uh, head upstairs and keep looking. If I had a dispel magic spell, then maybe that would be helpful. But at this point, there's not much more we can we can do but keep looking for the key. So onward. Guess we're heading upstairs. So, <laughs> so which which way are you guys gonna go? There's a staircase that goes up to the left. There's a staircase that goes up to the right. And there's one room on each side. You said. Correct. Well, we there was that last time. Well, that there is that hallway too at the top. From what we understood, that connects them too, right? So it's not like we can't get to the other room from. Yeah, there's like a balcony that. Yeah, there's like a balcony that wraps yeah. around at the end. Yeah, we we went left first. What what say you to heading right this time? Aye. Sounds good. Let's do that. So you guys go up the steps, and you have to walk all the way around the the right side of this wall. Um, and it's just cold and dark. You guys are getting, you're led by Raiden's light. And that's all you can see. Other than Kromgrim and Raiden, you have a little bit of dark vision, but it's so dark in here. None of the sconces aren't lit. Um, and you wrap around the front uh, balcony to the door uh, of this room. And who's who's going in first? I think Kromgrim should go in this time. <laughs> Romgrim feels like he went first last time going in to fight the, the stove chest, but uh, okay, that's uh, fine. I went in that room. <laughs> can we at least take Romgrim's neck uh, thing off, the throat, the dog collar? It's chafing like hell, and and it's just honestly, it's Krumgrim, with Krumgrim's Do you outfit. want to leave the house or not? 
Yes, of course I do. I lost the key anyway, so sorry. Crap. <laughs> Your caller matters not. Let's go up to the door and I'll check the knob. Yeah, so Cromgrim, you shake the knob a little bit and it just it comes right open. No lock or anything. You going in? I'm going to go ahead and slowly push it open because uh, <laughs> we all know that Cromgrim chooses to do things slowly. Slowly pushing the door open as it goes in and to the right. It's a right swinging door. Yep. You open it all the way up and as soon as it opens all the way, a sconce on the far end of the of the room comes on and you are in a water closet like it's a big it's a big bathroom and sitting in the middle of the room is like a big ornate uh like what do they call those uh the clawfoot like bathtubs but it's like oversized um and then there's like a like a toilet with a curtain in the back corner and then there's a like a, a mirror with a stand in front of it. Uh, Probably all pristine because they never use it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's like a like a mirror with a almost like a what do you call it? Like a cabinet underneath it with a sink. Are you trying to say that it's so clean that Cromgram couldn't find any short and curlies anywhere inside of said rest water closet? Cromgram. <sighs> Cromgrim, if you need a moment in the in the water closet, we can step out and you can just do your business. Cromgrim's been telling you for the last three hours that he needs to urinate. I know. I, that's why I'm saying we can step out and let you do your thing and go on yes. to the next room if you'd like. Do all the things you need. You seem a little preoccupied. Just take care of everything. Number one, number two, number three, whatever else you got going on. Cromgrim seems pretty, uh, as uh, I've heard the youth say, uh, down bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we investigate let's let's get in there come on guys we got to find this stink key i'm ready to get out of this stinky place we follow you Grim. Right, so we're gonna go ahead and work our way towards the other end of the water closet i see a door on the other side we can cross through it looks like it's already open part way <laughs> what no, there's no door. Just a, Are just you adding on to the, the layout here? Yeah, you're not allowed to add on? I think Crom, I think Crom Grim had a little too much to smoke earlier. Right. Crom Grim keeps getting into the devil's weed. There's a sale over at the dispo. Crom <laughs> Grim will go right past the, the sconce and head into the room fully after relieving himself, of course. Uh, no. in, every, in every way. <laughs> the mirror, is there any sort of like, uh, is it like a medicine cabinet type thing where it opens up? Or is there any sort of like cabinets on the wall? Like, I, I, that's yeah. what I want to check in. Yeah, you notice that it, it is like a medicine cabinet. So there's a mirror and a sink underneath it, and there's cabinets underneath the sink. Okay, but not like behind the mirror. No, it's just okay. a mirror. Is it just a mirror? <laughs> or, I know. <laughs> it, or does it look like a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> another one no it's just a just a mirror please no uh, more mimics please <laughs> uh i open up the cabinets and rifle through them you open up the cabinet and normally there'd be like you know in our world there'd be like pill bottles and like toothbrush and that kind of thing toilet but, paper lots of toilet paper yeah tons and tons of toilet paper but uh you open this one up and it's literally just vials there's eight vials and they're all different colors there's two of them that are red um a couple of them are green and there's an orange one a pink one there's eight different vials in there in like a little vial stand can i do a medicine check to see if i recognize these at all yeah or, or no is my <laughs> i have to roll that 20 on this bad boy you can do a medicine check <laughs> i got a one <laughs> plus two uh. You open up, you open this thing up, and you see them, and right in, they look, they look tasty. Mm. All the bright colors reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> they look like uh, they look like your hug or the like, <laughs> like the little barrels, the, little, little barrel. They're like that bright, yeah. Oh, I used to love the blue, uh, the blue hugs. <laughs> tastes tastes like blue and aluminum foil. <laughs> 
now hugs it, it exist in this universe too. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> wait, what were the? Is there a blue one? No, there's there one blue one. I drank it. Okay. okay. <laughs> You drink the blue one, <laughs> and you take three points of damage. <coughs> it, it tastes <clears throat> just like metal. Uh, that half the flavor's there. It's missing the blue flavor. Seabard, <laughs> I told you those were no good. Not quite as good as I remember from my childhood. <clears throat> uh, I am not going to drink any more of these. <laughs> <laughs> To do not, whatever you do, do not drink the things in the bathroom. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I would wager we should take them with us. We may not know what they do, but they may help. So you're going to pocket them? Mm-hmm. So Rudon grabs all these and stuffs them in his cloak, and then what are you guys going to do? Is there anywhere else to like investigate in here? Like Any more cabinets, drawers, shelves, anything like that? No, there's like a there's the a big bathtub in the middle. The tank and, of the toilet. Yeah, and there's like a yeah, you can look in the tank of the toilet. Uh and then yeah, just like a <laughs> See if that's about it. Their drug stash or anything, I don't know. <laughs> well we got them for all their hug barrels, so we're good there. <laughs> all right, what what say you? Do we move on? Or do you guys have anything else you need to check out in here? No, I'm ready to move on, but make sure not to look inside the bowl of said toilet. And for a reason. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, you guys gotta roll another constitution check. It smells in there. <laughs> oh, it smells like there's a mimic oh. in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Full, full disclosure, that was actually Cromgrim. <laughs> oh. Brudon, you said that smelled like three Cromgrims, but boy, this is just one. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. All right. Well, are we going to head over to the uh, the other room then? Got nothing else in here? Yes, I, I would consider this searched. All right, let's get over to the other room. I'm ready to yeah, find this dang guys, key. You guys march across to the only room left that you know of. <laughs> um, you oh, head, over the, head over the little bridge uh, balcony, and the door is right there on the other side. Just like It's like a, a mirror of the other side of the balcony, so who's going in? Uh, at this point, Ryden's just kind of getting fed up a little bit. All these dead ends. I'm just going to kick the door open. I'm going to pull a crush. <laughs> you, and I saw her face. You kick the, you kick the door open. And, uh, that's what I know. Right before I, I pull up my guitar and I go, when I kick it open. <laughs> yeah. You kick, you kick the door open. Two sconces light up in this room. And, since you saw one before, you instantly see another eye dangling from the ceiling. Um, but in this room, you see a large bed frame with like black, like claw feet, just kind of like the like the like a clawfoot tub. Um, but it's got like an ironclad, like a black clawfooted bed. Uh, there's a like a makeup table, just like a. Just like it was in the other room, but this one's bigger and a little bit more ornate. Um, there's a nightstand next to the bed with a quill, um, a quill and some ink next to it. And then also beside the bed is a really big black armoire. Uh, and the inlay on the left side of the door is like angelic, like carving, like in, like carvings of angelic looking wings. And on the right side of the the door, like on the inlay, is like demon looking like bat wings. Oh, shoot. Bard, do not squish that eye. We need the light. All right. I mean, I just don't like being watched, but so be it. If we are to find that key, we must endure being watched. Sometimes Prom likes being watched. One of his favorite things. I feel like Cromgrim's mental state is deteriorating. <laughs> we must leave we, quickly. The farther we Krom get Krom into this house. Cromgrim is quite tired. It's been a long day, gentlemen. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of like a similar layout then to the room beneath is what it seems like, just almost different. different like yeah, that, like like the wardrobe looks a little different. Yeah, it's almost identical. Uh, it's just bigger, yeah, you know, almost in every way, and then it's just way more tidy, just more well lived in. Uh, I'm going to do an investigation check on the armoire, on the wardrobe there, just to make sure there's nothing funky before I open it up. Like a trap or even like some sort of, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a glyph or something on there. Uh, 16 plus 5. 21. Yeah, you do an investigation check on the armoire. And you hear just the faintest hum from inside of it. Hum? Yeah, almost like a vibration. Uh, I'm going to open the door slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mimic. No, you, no! You, uh. you, you crack it open. And just like the armoire below you guys in the room directly below, there are clothes uh, that look like they're for an adult woman but it's just varying different types of like styles of clothing like from different parts of the world um like for warm weather for cold wet like cold weather for the beach like all kinds of stuff um but you hear like a very low vibration and notice that in this armoire there's a shelf on the middle and there's you notice a little box on the middle of the shelf and that's where the hum's kind of coming from? Yeah. Um, I'm going to open it up. Take a peek inside. You crack open this little box. And on the inside, you see a small metal bracelet that's got teeth-like motif on the inside of it. Um, and it's like... It's almost like a ring, like a, a bracelet that spins around on the inside of it or teeth. Um, Chrome Grim, don't uh, get any ideas. <laughs> what do you call that? It's like a like a bangle, like one of those things that like goes on your on your arm, so it's like a little longer right. than just a bracelet. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like one of those. And in the box, in the middle of that thing, is a key. So the key is in the middle of this toothy circle. Uh huh. Uh, <clears throat> Brudon, Brudon. I didn't you didn't you know earlier when you opened that door, you used Mage Hand. I could use you over here. You want to sure grab thing. that? Do you mind grabbing that for me? <laughs> Not at all. One moment. Uh, and I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Yoink. And- yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. The hand is gonna come out the same way I did before, but uh, I'm gonna get over there to it. And I'm gonna yoink, <laughs> and I take the key from the center of the little bangle. Yeah, you take the key out, and nothing happens. It's just dangling in in your mage hand. Rudon, did you actually say yoink as you pulled it? I did. What of it? I just wanted you to know that I love that. Very nice. Yes. I also forgot to tell you there was some pretty gnarly flips you did in the room back there. Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. I have been mm-hmm. working on Krongren's parkour. Paying <laughs> off. Um, all right. I, I am going to close the lid of the box. Keep whatever's in there in there, and then close the wardrobe. <laughs> whatever's in there, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want it getting out. So shut the box, shut the wardrobe. Um, well, it seems we have our key, right? Do we want to go try this thing? Aye, with haste. Head on back. We're going to go down the same stairway that we went up, just in case. Yeah. I don't Smart. know anything about the other stairway. Smart. <laughs> Let's Smart. not trigger anything. Let's go down the same one we've already been up. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys book it and go back around the other way, or the way that you came up, uh, and as you guys are leaving the room, that that singular eye that was, like, above the bed is just, like, wide and, like, following you out the door, Uh, and then, yeah, you guys close the door behind you, book it around, 
uh, go past the bathroom and around it and then back down those stairs and you're in front of the door again. All right. Well, who wants to do the honors? Actually, before before we open this door, uh, I'm going to use a potion of potion of healing real quick because uh, I'm hurting. <laughs> uh, so it's 2d4 plus 2 to get health back. So I down a potion real quick and I'm going to get... Is that emotional? <laughs> what? Is that emotional hurting? Do you want to yes. talk about it with the rest of the... <laughs> no, never. No. Bottle it We're up. here. Stuff it down deep. <laughs> We're here if you ever want to talk. Walls. Big, thick, tall walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get I rolled two fours plus two, so that is ten points back. Max healing, baby. Still, I'm still I'm still hurting, but it's better than I was. So let's let's carry on. So, all right. Uh, who's gonna open up the door? I'll go. All right. Let her rip. Oh no! I uh, was totally gonna offer, but but I mean, it's, if you're already no no there, no 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 no. Let's. No, I'll, of course. Yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, you jumped on it. So yes. Let's. Yeah, let's go ahead and let you do that. I uh, take the key and I try to insert it into the lock. Yeah, you stick the key right in the lock and you twist it and it comes undone. And all of the like the light and stuff that was inside of it just dissipates. And it's just a dead, a dead open lock now with the key sticking in it. It seems like we are able to press forward. Shall we go now? Let's do it. I'm in. Aye. Sit. Press on. So you guys push the door open and instantly it is a spiral staircase going directly downward. No, like not even like a little bit of a hallway or anything. It's just boom to a staircase that goes down, down, down. And it just keeps getting colder and colder. Um, And you guys, the further down you go, you start to hear, like, some sniffling. Sniffling like... Like like someone's, someone's, like, sobbing. And you can hear it, like, echoing up the the spiral staircase. (laughs) You guys keep going down, down, down. You get to the bottom, and it flattens out, and it's more just like a cave down here. Um, just like, you know, stone walls, just just bare stone walls that have been, like, carved out, looks like, by magic. Um, but you get down here, what's, and there's a wooden... Go ahead. What What's visibility looking like down here? It's dark, but you get to the bottom, and there's a torch that's been lit at the very bottom. It's like a, the first thing right after the after the stairwell ends, there's a torch hanging up that's been lit. Okay. And you can see it at the bottom. And then there's a really long, tunneling-looking cave straight out in front of you guys. Uh, and you hear sniffles. Okay. Coming from the end, of, at the end of the cave? Uh, they're near. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take... I'm going to go into my inventory and take my own torch... Just in case that torch is a trap. And sure. I'm going to lead us down the uh, pathway towards sure. the sniveling. Yeah, you guys take, you know, a few more steps and up into your right. You know, like this is like a it's kind of like a cave. So there's jagged rocks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you take a few more steps and up into your right around a corner. There's like a jail cell. Like carved out into the into the stone here and there's a woman facing the corner like facing away from you guys uh sobbing and she has long dark hair um and it looks like she's wearing like some tattered clothing and she's she's crying Hmm. doesn't notice you guys yet is there any way we could talk to each other without her hearing us (laughs) or is that completely improbable i don't think we're that close yet no, yeah, I mean, you noticed her, but she hasn't noticed you. If you guys want to, like, back backtrack a little bit and just whisper, that's totally up. fine. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's let's do that real quick. I just want to 
All right, guys. So we literally huddled up like this. Yeah, we're just like, <laughs> yeah, like mouth mouth against our like each other's ears, just whispering yeah. so quietly. Just like we don't, we don't want to. Which is so weird because Rudon has some really bad breath. You got like that that dragon breath going on right now, man. That dragon breath saved your life. He's got that's a true, point. He's got a point. You you don't think you could floss every once in a while? I do. It that's the side effect of the dragon breath. I'm sorry. You win some, you lose some, I guess. Look, I'm looking at the back of the girl, and it's hard to tell, but she looks familiar. It could be her. Is this the one we're looking for? You tell me. So here's the deal. Yes, we're looking for that girl's mother. Ultimately, I think we've all figured out after the last, you know, couple hours of being in this house, the girl's mother's a witch. For all we know, that girl is a witch. At this point, we're just trying to see if there's any hope in saving these kids and getting out of here. Um, based if off there the are bodies, any kids left. Yeah, based off the bodies we saw upstairs, I'm thinking the kids are, are no more at this point. But is it worth stirring the witch? Or this woman, I should say. This woman in this cage. is now. Sorry, real quick. DM. Was the cage mm-hmm. closed or was it just... Oh, was it was it open? Like was it closed, yeah. locked? Like like this person is locked up as a prisoner. Okay, mm-hmm. that changes. For some reason, in my head, she was just like in it in there, but it was open. Um, Let's not be too hasty. She could have put herself in there. Yeah. Uh, so this woman who's in the cage, it we're not sure. Like, is this the witch? Is this the witch's daughter? Is this someone else? Is it worth communicating with them, or do we just stealth by and continue on? I don't know. I'm just. After all the other crazy stuff we've seen in this house so far, I just, I don't know. I don't know who to trust anymore. Someone put her there for a reason, mm. right? And somebody put her there for a reason. So maybe that's where she's best put, is still oh. inside of me. But, but the problem I have is, what if it's someone we need to save? Like, what, right. if, what, if it's, what if it's one of the kids grown up? This has been happening for years. If, if they were picked up as a, as a say, 11, 12-year-old girl, then what? The, the kidnapping is going to be going on for four or five years. It could be. That could be what we're dealing with in there. That's. This could be true. However, remember when we first came to this house? It seemed like every room we investigated had just recently been left. What if the witch came down here, and put herself in that cage, to try to make it seem as if she were a prisoner? And she's really smart. So here's what we're gonna do. I say we go and talk to her, and we just try to keep our distance. All right. Um, was there any... So this this cage or dungeon that this woman is locked up in, is it, like, at the end of the hallway, like, it dead ends into that? Or is it something where, like, she's, like, on the side, and then it, the hallway continues? Yeah, so it was kind of an immediate thing. So, like, 15, 20 feet from the end of that stairwell off to the right, and then you guys... Like you can look off into the distance. It gets really dark at the end of the at the end of the tunnel or cave. Um, but at the end, there is like a faint, almost like there's a light on at the room at the end, but it's it's like a purple glow, akin to like the the, the same type of yeah, the same type of purple from both the doors. All right, I have an idea. I I think we should check in on this woman. For all we know, she's being held as a sacrifice or something for some sort of witchcraft ritual or something like that. Let's see what's going on. Worst comes to worst. You know, she's locked up in a cage. She shouldn't be able to get to us, right? Aye. But keep your guard up. As always. All right. Uh, let's head back over there then. Where I'm, I'm going to s- kind of sneak up to the... I want to I wanna get up to like against the edge, my back against the wall. Mm-hmm. So like the key, like, cause you said it was on the right side, right? Yep. Okay. So I have my back up against the wall, Rudon and Karam going to to my left and to my right is the corner that goes, looks into the cage and I'm going to over my right shoulder, look and psst. Hey, woman, you there. Who are you? What? You, how did you get down here? We... We're, we're, we're trying to figure out how to get out of this place. Oh. How, how, did, how did you get here? Oh. 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 
Well, I've been here for a really long time. You shouldn't be here. How yeah. long? Oh. oh, man. Oh, you shouldn't be here. And she says, uh, I, I've been here for at least three years. And as she's talking, you hear a scraping, almost like nails on a chalkboard at the very, not at the end of the hallway, but in that room. You can hear like nails on a chalkboard and then it stops and you hear it again and it stops and it's just kind of intermittent. From inside the the, the cage there? Yeah, you barely hear, no, 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 no. At the end of the hallway. Okay. So like, okay. yeah, like, yeah. like toward, 100 toward, more feet. Towards where that light's kind of at, the magical kind of looking light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very faint, but you can hear it in the distance. And she hears this too and kind of shudders and just, you, you shouldn't be here. Just leave me. What? Is, what is it? At least tell us what we could be dealing with up ahead. You won't uh, allow us uh, to help you. Help us. She, she calls them the guardians. Of the galaxy. Now the Marvel Universe exists in this oh, universe. Goodness. No. She she calls them the Guardians. Uh, they, they have hooks. Hooks for... Oh, the, the hooks for arms. Uh, is it a beast? A person? They're huge. They're, there's two of them. And they're, they're like giant chickens. Okay, you've, you've been in here for a few years. Is there... Is there any way of escape that you've ever seen? Has someone else ever escaped? Have you ever seen an exit? She turns and looks at you. And you see she's just bawling her eyes out, pale as a ghost. And she says, I'm the last one. I don't know why she didn't meet me. Would you like us to break you out of here? Do you want to come with us? She's shaking, just beside herself, looking left and looking right. And she kind of, like, nods her head up and down really slowly and quietly. Okay. Trying to trying to be quiet. Um, here's my thought. We will... I think you're, you might be safer where you're at for now. If these beings are... As terrible as you say they are. Let us take them out first, and then we will come back for you. All right? We will she, get you out of here. She That's just, a promise. She just nods her head really quickly, and, and still just shaking and crying. Okay. I turn back to Bruda and Cromper and say, I don't, I don't think we have any other choice. It doesn't seem there's any way out. The only place we haven't explored yet is forward. We ready? Ready to face uh, the gates of hell? We have no other choice. Absolutely. 